I'm very sure you have an important life, but whatever you are doing, stop and pay attention. It's the afternoon, a podcast with Brent and Robbie. Welcome to the Afternooner Sports Podcast. I'm Robbie. With me, as always, is Brent. Hey, Robbie. Hey. Yeah, I just... Hey. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm excited that down the end of the table in a nice uh, green Henley is Sunday School Billy. Hello, Robbie. Is that... He, he kind of took your hello. I don't, I don't think I always do that. I got a lot of arrows in the quiver. Sometimes you do it. Sometimes I do it. You know, you're wearing a Henley, too. Kind of. I don't know what that is. It's a collared Henley. Can a Henley have a collar? Well, it's... No, Henleys do not have a collar. So what do you call that one, shirt? Two, three, three buttons? Four. Like a no, golf one, shirt? Four two, buttons. Three, four, six buttons if you count the ones on your double pockets. So that's a short sleeve shirt with a collar and four buttons. What do you call that thing? What do you call wearing a long sleeve underneath it? Uh, 1999? Hmm. 1999, no. Do you remember? I mean, it was like... 1992. Kurt no. Cobain, Yes. Kurt Cobain starts the long undershirt under the t-shirt, and he's long dead by 99. That still was that still was going on. Well, that was most of the 90s. The middle latter half of the 90s, you were still wearing t-shirts. Maybe it was just me because that was my running attire. I would wear a long sleeve t-shirt with a regular t-shirt over top. So or maybe, maybe it just fashion hit you seven years late. Mm. Very possible. And then it froze. And then it's still there. Because I'm still dressing as if it's 1999. My wife reminds me frequently. That's because that's when you... Le- I, I Here's my theory. It's not about what age you are. It's about the year that you, quote unquote, get your woman. So, Robbie, if you did not marry your wife until this year, you would have been trying to be fashionable until 2019, and then you'd be stuck at 2019 and not 1999. It's not an age thing. It's a when you get, quote unquote, your woman. What if your approach was to forego any sense of fashionability in order to get a woman? If your fashion was sort of non-fashion, the sort of laid-back, well, ironic, scrub, relaxed, fantastic green question. Henley t-shirt, Fant- linen pants. <laughs> fantastic question. Then you remain ironic according to that year's standards. Ah. So uh, I was with some college students this evening, and one of them said, just sort of offhand, you know mullets are making a comeback. And I questioned it. and Probably said perhaps. and i said uh it must be for ironic reasons right so think about so um a mullet in 2019 is ironic but Mm. in 1986 it's not ironic i don't know i wasn't born yeah fair enough robbie it was not ironic in 1986 so what was ironic in 1986 i'm not sure i was only eight I mean, bell, bell bottoms would have been ironic in 1986, okay, right? Because that exactly. was like the 70s. Okay, fantastic. So if you got your woman, quote unquote, not trying to be misogynist, or got your man, whatever. Wait, you're saying this applies to women's fashion? Women's fashion stops when they No, I think, it just, I think it's to men. It's just whether they're straight or gay. That's how I took it. So you, in 1986, yeah. you, you get your Again, person. I'm not, I'm not born then. In utero, you got your person. Okay, N- not even that. It doesn't matter. Okay. You, you've been... In my pre-existence. I got my person. Then bell-bottoms would remain ironic to you 
no matter what happens to bell bottoms later on. So sure. it's possible you fall into an actual fashion because you're performing irony. Well, irony in and of itself is a tricky thing because I feel like it's changed even in the last like five years, ten years. Has irony itself changed what it is? Or is irony still well, the irony of yesteryear? Like I feel well, like well, irony is being I don't I don't know. I don't know how to communicate this. Uh that it seems like irony is a lot more acceptable. Like people don't even realize that they're being ironic or like the fashion that they're embracing is ironic, but they're not. Like it feels like irony is almost dead in a way. Wait, that irony is dead because they're doing it so much they don't know if they're being ironic? I don't know. I'm asking the experts here. I think we live in an extremely ironic time. Sure. So then would you say irony has become stronger? Yes. Okay. But perhaps in some instances, so I don't know how much the story relates because she might have been too young, but my niece was like 12 years old at the time. She got for Christmas uh, a pair of glasses, like the Russell Westbrook glasses that have no frames in them. And uh, being the hip, fun, non-confrontational uncle that I am, you should know I am the I am her only uncle, because my brother just has me, and then his wife is an only child. So you're the hip uncle and the unhip uncle at the same time. Yes, and how ironic! Unhinged uncle, <laughs> unhinged, unhinged. So, so I ask her, do you th- do you think those look good? Now that's a real loaded question, I know. But I thought her response was really quite zen. How old is she? She was 12 at the time. So, and I don't honestly know my tone. Was it, do you think those look good? <laughs> or, or was it more, do you think those look good? Yeah, do you think those look good? Yeah. But her response was, I don't know. Which, I, which immediately she said, I was like, oh, I'm going to put that one in my back pocket. Yeah. Because I think it's interesting that, of course, on some level, she's just, weird man, please stop making eye contact with me. Sure. I understand that. But also, like, I don't actually know. Because these are ironic glasses, but by the time they filter down like through the limestone of, of high school and middle school, she doesn't actually know if she's doing it for ironic reasons or not. So that's what I mean when I say the idea of irony being dead is that because irony has become so bloated and overblown that it's at the point where it's like, well, I don't know if they look good. I don't, I don't know. if the, So uh, there's a Simpsons episode from the late 90s mm-hmm. where Homer is on the Lollapalooza tour and he's <laughs> getting shot with cannonballs in his stomach. And there's one kid in the tour who looks at another kid and says, oh, man, that's awesome. And the guy says, are you being sarcastic or ironic? And the other one says, I don't even know anymore. So like, I don't think that's a new idea. Okay. Yeah, that, no, that's a great example to help me have some context. But yeah, I do think it's interesting. So anyway, this is back to your fashion, Robbie. I do think you're stuck perhaps in 1999 because 1999 was a good time for you. So I, I mean, like all your clothes, from from your suits to your pajama pants, are stuck in 1999. Do you? Uh, I mean, would you accept this theory? Yeah, I'll accept it. I'll accept it. Okay. My wife might probably accepts it a little <laughs> more. She would more readily agree with you that you're stuck in 1999 because yeah. not because of your age, although but because I her and I didn't really started dating for about four years after that. So she might not hold to your the- mating theory. I would simply say that wh- whatever woman you were dating in 1999 was the right one. Oh. Wasn't dating anyone in 1999. <laughs> I just, it was, is, I was kidding anyway. I don't know. This anything. is awkward, Brent. I don't know anything about your life. Robbie's wife. If 
I know her name. I don't know if you want her name said on the podcast or not. I don't know who he was dating in 99. Don't get mad at Robbie because I said that. Get mad at me. I will take this. I will take this on. Well, thank you, Brent. Um, we're, she, I'm going to let her get mad at you about this one. But I have to come clean. I think there's a couple items that we need to discuss here on the podcast that you guys are going to be mad at me about. Well, generally, it's we like it when you get mad. Well, I think it's going to be the other way. I think I don't think it's going. It's going to be the worst kind of mad. It's not going to be the you're angry at me. It's going to be the disappointed looks at me, Wait, which is, is this, always. Is this that? I'm sorry to interrupt. Is this that cryptic text you messaged us about, like housekeeping I, items yes, to take care of? Because I, I asked Brent, what could this possibly mean? Yes, it is. We legitimately don't know what you're talking about. I well, I want to tell you. That's why I'm bringing it up. Okay, sounds like you're already getting angry. <laughs> Which excites me. <laughs> When's the last time either of you have checked afternoonerpodcast at gmail.com? Uh, maybe never. <laughs> Billy? I didn't, I didn't know that we had that. It's been a while for me. Okay, so we've clearly gotten some sort of message from so, someone. So I, no, <laughs> not, not exact kind of, yes, but not, it's not, don't get too excited. Is China mad at us? If we got, a, if we got an email from China... That's the most exciting thing you could say right now. Uh, I would disagree with that. No, well, this, wait. This really Robbie, is... you can wait. Billy, <laughs> <laughs> Billy, what would be the most exciting email? That's still possible. So it can't just be like, you win a million bucks. Well, any kind of attention would be great because <laughs> I feel like we're just sort of screaming into a dark void when we what? come in here. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you go take a new job. Yeah, you're right. You got to spread the word at your new place. I just don't want the, <laughs> the all-powerful, all-correct, all-intelligent genius best ever Chinese Communist Party to be mad at us. <laughs> what is it, Robbie? So back in uh, May, I've got bad news and worse news. Which do you want first? <laughs> one, of, one of you are generally going to be disappointed. Oh, let's but, build up to the worse news. We yeah, want the bad absolutely, news. So absolutely. the bad news, we got an email on May 25th. <laughs> and just for the record, today's that we're recording is October 27th. <laughs> and this is May 25th, 2019. So five months ago. That's not, that's not terrible. The uh, subject, your, your theafternooner.com registration will expire in seven days. If it does, visitors won't be able to access your website, send emails, or use your expired domain. That's on May 27th. I'm sorry. I thought that website disappeared years ago. Yeah, I didn't. But the domain I, is still there, and it's, point, it's been pointing people to our Facebook page. Okay, so tell me that someone has taken it over, and it's a really... Nope. Okay. There's nothing there. No, no one's taking it over. Um, but we Big got a, we got another email on June second um, that it's uh, it's expired. It's no longer active. I can buy it back, and there's a lot of options. We can get theafternooner.biz, theafternooner, <laughs> theafternooner.expert, theafternooner.llc, theafternooner. There's hundreds of options okay, we can get wait, instead of .com. Can we talk about .biz for a we second? We can even get .org. Could we get .ccp? That was not an option. Okay. What's the China? What's the China letter? Chinese Communist Party CCP. Oh, I was thinking of that was the Soviet old Soviet CCC. There's an extra no, that'd C be in like there. Dot ru, right? How? Yeah, dot ru. That's the real darkness of the internet. Without going quite <laughs> to the dark web, but Robbie, how pathetic are you as a person on a scale of one to ten? If you spend more than one percent of your time on any website with a dot biz ending. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to go with dot biz just because dot biz is. <laughs> so I thought I I didn't fantastic. I didn't renew it yet because I want to talk to you guys about. It. I mean, we need to make these decisions collaboratively. Thank you. Um. So each each domain, 
is an extra fee. I thought I could just tack on as many extensions <laughs> as we wanted. So we .com is the cheapest. .org is pretty cheap, which makes it sound like we're a nonprofit. And I yes, think it's important like that. That, yeah. because then we can get people to make donations, think they're donating yes. to a nonprofit, yes. and we don't have to pay the extra registration and licensing and taxes to actually be a nonprofit. I like that. That sounds great. And if anybody call us out on it, we just say, we're an organization. .org. <laughs> Check out our website. <laughs> All right, so you guys don't see, you seem shoulder shrugs here, yeah, right? Not we're a big fine deal. with this. The, uh, I really, I'm really so nervous is, about this one. <laughs> is this the worst news then? Yes, this okay. is the worst one. On July 28th, we got an email. Hello. We noticed that because you haven't used your Google voice number in a while, because phone numbers are a limited resource, it is our policy to reclaim unused numbers so they can be made available to new use numbers. To new users. If you'd like to keep your Google voice number, 517-798-6187, you will need to make calls or send text messages by August 4th. So we don't have that number anymore. All things pass. On August 4th, on August 4th, we got, hello, this is to confirm that your Google voice number, 517-798-6187, has expired. All of your messages are still there, but you're no longer able to receive calls or text messages. So we've been podcasting for at least a month now. In every episode, we've been asking people to call us. How many people have tried Hundreds. to call and have walked away frustrated that they've been not able to get through? So can we get a new number? We can get a new number. I've not even tried this. I don't think we can get... We can get a new number for sure. I don't, I don't think we can get the same number. Well, then you're just going to come up with a new jingle. Jingles are hard. You got to come up with a new one, man. I think it's going to be fine. I'm really glad that these are the bad and the worst <laughs> news that you brought to the table, Robbie, because I... Also, Billy, your doctor called. You have lupus. Yeah. That was below, much below uh, the domain and the the voice number. You have lupus.biz. <laughs> the only thing... So I thought maybe you had some surprise news of like, oh, I know this person tried to call us. If Frosty Rucker had tried to call us oh, in yeah. that timeline, yeah. uh, that would have been heartbreaking. Chris, darn you, Chris Melvin. <laughs> Hashtag free Frosty. <laughs> Hashtag never forget Chris Melvin. So we're going to get a new phone number. We're going to get a new phone number. here. So here's my... I can work on the jingle. Yeah, I, it's your job. Um, I would like to bring maybe a couple, couple ideas. I could bring a keyboard in to the studio. We could, you know, kind of poke around on the keyboard just sure. see what happens on the air on the air okay we could we could also um i don't know how to do this because we don't have our phone number to leave messages we could solicit they could still from uh, listeners tweet at us tweet at us at the afternoon and they could email us email us afternooner podcast at gmail.com robbie you sent billy and i an email a week or two ago from the afternooner podcast at gmail.com how did you not know about I didn't know, but I wanted to wait and bring it up in the air. Oh. The other option is we could come up with a couple jingles for whatever our new number is going to be, and we could ask people to vote on those jingles. Sure. Whatever you want, friend. Yeah. That's great. Can, can we, are we good to move on? I, I just, I'm hope, I hope you're happy, and I don't I, want I, you to I, be worried anymore. I am happy. I was, this, is, this was weighing heavy. I wasn't sleeping. So you didn't want like a stronger reaction out of us for this? No, I'm I'm glad you're not upset. I really thought there was an attachment to the five one seven seven nine eight six one eight seven. I mean, I'm not mad. 
I, I think I, I am disappointed that you shirked some of your administrative responsibilities. What is it you do around here? <laughs> well, maybe it's we don't feel bad because we are still enjoying the afterglow of another successful gig as wedding MC and wedding DJ. Last week, we did not podcast because Billy and I had a gig. Another gig. How many gigs have we done? I don't know. I've done... It's I can't count them on one hand, that's for sure. Well, you do some without me. What can I say? The first one I did was without you. It was in Kansas. The original host was sick, and they asked me if I would do it. That's by far the best one I've done, I think, because it was so impromptu. I was just going to be uh, Annie, my beautiful wife Annie's. You it's know. lovely wife. Oh, you're right. It is. <laughs> my lovely wife, Annie. Who's the beautiful wife? My, you my got a beautiful wife, Annie. You have a second family. I can use different adjectives to describe You were my smart wife. to marry a woman with the same name for your second family. So I just want to be clear. Billy said the best MC performance he's had was the one he's done without you, Brent? I'm used to that kind of stuff. It's the same thing as my wife says. My best marriage was the one before you. Mm. But it did go well. This one did go well, Brent. Yeah, it did go well. I'm going to see if I can get... The afternooner dot wedding planner. Why don't we just do afternooner.org and then one side of it will just say have any for wedding and DJ needs. Well, well, you can and the have... other side will say for sports media. Because here's the thing. It the DJing doesn't have to just be for weddings. My dream is that some Spring Arbor student would get on the website not knowing that it was us <laughs> and hire us out. For a house party? Mm. That's the dream. Because we'd be the cheapest service in town. We would be. I mean, we're ch- we're going to undercut the prices of every so, Tom, Dick, and Harry. So you're not wanting a shared afternoon or sports podcast site and wedding. Like, no, we There's do. two we... tabs. One tab is sports podcast. The <laughs> other tab, wedding planning DJ. No, not wedding. No, no, Just no. party services. No. Party services. Well, see, my dream is to be a wedding planner. You and can be you a party guys, planner. You guys, ah, I don't like other parties. I just want to plan weddings because that's where the high stress is. But you can always say no. I really like Billy's idea about party services. And then we we can have a planner. And you can say no to it because part of his hosting duties, if he's hosting the party, is planning it. Yeah. Have some balloons and a DJ. Things will happen. That's maybe our tagline. Things will happen. <laughs> I'm trying to find uh, some pricing. So what? Yeah, what is the cost of a wedding DJ? Like, B- Robbie, do you have any idea how much a wedding DJ would cost, or just a DJ? It's a let's say it's a four-hour gig. What do you think that costs? Are we talking rural South Central Michigan DJ? We're, we're talking where we live. We're not talking San Francisco. Low Though end. we will travel. We will travel. Tweet at us at the <laughs> afternooner if you're interested in our DJing services. I think the low end five hundred bucks. Yeah, we'll undercut that. If you're oh, yeah. if the equipment's if you're not having to provide equipment, if the venue provides all the equipment and the DJ's just showing up, maybe maybe two fifty. Either way, we'll we'll go undercut that too. <laughs> that's that like that's so our I think job. The ex- I think the expense is if you're hiring a DJ that's gonna come with all the sound equipment that you're gonna need for the reception. Or yeah. party. Well we can we can bring our own sound equipment. It's not a problem. We we don't have any ourselves. But we know people who would feel bad about saying no to us. <laughs> All right. I'm going to fill out a free instant quote. Instant? For mid-Michigan entertainment. But I have to do like 
names and emails. Are they based sure. out of Jackson, Michigan? A- or Afternooner Podcast. Afternooner Podcast. Well, what's the name that we want on here? After Nooner. After, with two R's. Sure, it's French. Uh, what's our email? Afternooner Podcast at gmail.com. Just Afternooner Podcast? Yep. Same, it's been for five years. I thought we might have lost that too while Robbie was. <laughs> oh. uh, See, that's the kind of stuff. We're not mad, oh. but you're going to get those kind of comments. You know, I, I offered to buy French fries at McDonald's on our way here. Billy said no. You did not ask me. I was already well, here. But Billy answered for you. He said you didn't think you'd want it. <sighs> I'm sorry. I just said I didn't want it. I said I didn't know about you. He's putting words into my mouth. You know what? You, you really have started the initial crack in this podcast. How wedding much? most likely. Wedding is most likely, but we're happy to do a venue. No, venue. You're, you're trying to get another DJ quote, right? Yeah. Just to see what the competition's going to be. Uh, how about Albion College? That seems like a good place. Are to... they what what is the difference about the event? Like I don't, I don't know. They're going to charge more for weddings. Well, then don't say you're Albion College. Say it's an awesome high school party with some teenagers in the backyard. Well, no, it'll <laughs> be I just I just want to see. What's uh what's Albion zip code? You guys know? 49 49- Two eight two. What? Go, look it up. Number. Of I guests, believe you. Why do you know that? My parents lived in Albion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that actually came through really quickly. It was a lot to type in, but it all came through. Uh, what do you guys think it is? So it's a six-hour DJ party, graduation reunion package at Albion College, but the event is actually a wedding. Most likely is what I put. <laughs> 120 <laughs> guests. You know, December 11th. It's Friday from like. Four to ten. December eleventh is not a Friday. That's what this says. Oh, twenty twenty. So it's a year. It's from a year out. <laughs> I'm really okay. aggressively uh, booking Mid Michigan Entertainment. I've actually been to a wedding with Mid Michigan Entertainment as the uh, um, DJs. A thousand dollars. Six. You said six hours, right? Yeah. I I think that's a little high. I'm not going to give my own guess. I'm just going to critique Brent and say he's <laughs> as high. Robbie, you're correct. It's eight hundred and ten dollars. Eight hundred and ten dollars for six hours worth of work. Yeah, so six they, hours is a long time. They put in there six dollars and seventy five cents per guest. So they're charging by guest for I don't a know. DJ? So it says price per package, four hundred and fifty dollars. Well, that's true, because if my music gets listened by more ears, then it takes more out of my catalog. So let's listen to this though. <laughs> what? Four hundred and fifty dollars for the package. That's for the party, the mm-hmm. event. They charge you an extra $160 for the extra two hours of time because I had picked a four-hour package. So like, uh, oh, because it's a six-hour package. So for a four-hour package, it's $450. Correct. But because I also wanted music during the ceremony, they charge $200. How would you define ceremony? What if it's not a wedding? What if the ceremony is uh, it's, it's doing... Like a, doing uh, Shearing some sheep. Or just like cutting open the cadaver of a monkey. Like hmm. that's the ceremony. Would they would they charge you if you while you were cutting open the cadaver I mean, if, of a if monkey? If they're providing background music to that, yes, they're going to charge you okay, two hundred dollars. So, all right, so so how about this situation? You're just having a party. People are dancing. You stop the party and say, "Hey, everybody, we're going to cut open the cadaver of this monkey." Is that now a ceremony? That that's a ceremony. But if you're, I think the point is, if the DJ is going to be DJing for two hours before the program, then you have a half an hour hour program. Then the DJ's got two more hours. The DJ's not going to go out and get another gig for that hour where yeah. he can make an, make money. It could so also you gotta... be... Sorry to interrupt, Robbie. Go ahead. No, please, Billy. You've already interrupted. Go ahead. <laughs> I think it's probably that it is potentially two different locations at that point. Ceremony, location, setup, 
and tear okay, down reception. Because your all's answers down. are completely different from each other. Yeah. I want to know if I'm having a party or if someone, if someone hires me to be a DJ and I am DJing my mind off and halfway in the party, they begin to open up the cadaver of a monkey. Do I get to charge them more? Yes or no? Yeah, but probably because that's horrifying and wasn't in the maybe, contractual maybe, obligation. Maybe it's a, it's a surgical party. I mean, and these that needs to be that needs to be in the contract. If you, you if you're the, I will if you're put it in the DJ, contract, if, if you de- cut open any monkeys, <laughs> you you owe me double. <laughs> <laughs> we could just put a whole bunch of poison pills like that <laughs> into the contract. <laughs> Robbie, you could be our legal executive, in which you write the contract with those kinds of things. <laughs> I think I think we do the same thing for five hundred dollars. Yeah, sure. Six hours. So that's $90 an hour. You guys are splitting it. I think you, we just you've do got, this. You've got to rent the equipment or call in favors, which you're still losing. You're losing chips, right? I think we just do this. On our party supplies or party, party services on the website, we just tell them, look up mid-Michigan, put all the information in, now take 100 bucks off. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great idea. Don't even bother. Don't even bother asking us. It's whatever they say. Hundred bucks off, unless okay. or unless I can get um, Mid Michigan uh, Solutions. What are they called? Mid Michigan Entertainment. Unless Mid Michigan Entertainment sponsors our next week's show, in which we won't do this. What should they call? They should email us at after afternooner podcast at, g- at gmail I think if we did that, eventually there would be a. Afternoon discount on Mid Michigan Entertainment, where they would take off one hundred and one dollars of uh, any package. That... Yeah, but what they don't realize is that we will start paying people to DJ their stuff to undercut them. That's how far we're willing to go. Yeah, we will destroy ourselves just to annoy you. <laughs> hey, so let me let me. I don't want to leave this just yet. Let me ask you one question: How much? How much are you willing to take off that price if they say, "Will you play the set list we provide you"? And you're like, no, 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 no. That's not how our DJ services work. We pick the music. You dance and listen to the music we pick. <laughs> You'll dance when I tell we, you to We dance. are the professionals. We know what you need. Don't come at me with YMCA. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's what I'm actually going to do as a DJ. I would like to, it could be over the phone. I'd rather do it in person. Get to know, especially if it's a wedding couple. Get to know them. I'd like to sit down and be like, okay, talk to me about who's going to be there. Talk to me about what kind of vibe you want during the reception, and I will build a playlist for you. If, however, you want certain songs on the playlist, of course, I'll make that happen. And if you give me a ton of songs that don't give me any other time to fill in, that's up to you. I will work around your needs. And if you don't have any specific needs, I will construct a party plan for you. I think you need to charge extra if they're going to insist on you taking requests. If you're going to get Aunt Margie to come up asking for you to play the Beach Boys, that, that's an upcharge. Well, Aunt Margie can eat dirt and die. That's, that's, what, that's what I would say. That's what I would say if the wedding couple said, these are the people that are allowed to take requests, Aunt Margie's not on the list. I will use my muscle, which is you, Robbie, to escort Aunt Margie out of the wedding and refuse her entry. I'm sorry, Aunt Margie. We were very clear when I blew the smoke machine right into your face and said, get out of here. <laughs> the, the bride and groom don't want you requesting things. But, but I have lupus, and this is the one, <laughs> <sighs> this is the one, one song I could dance to. Aunt Margie, take it up with the bride and groom. This is the bride and groom's day. 
Robbie, take care of her. Yes, sir. That's how it works. That's how it works. Can Mid Michigan Entertainment threaten your aunt? No. Take $100 off. Billy, earlier this week, you sent us an article about a uh, high school football team canceling their entire season. I did. The high school football team, am I correct? They were 7-0. and They were undefeated. Cardinal Ritter College Prep. Certainly sounds like a high school team name. Sounds like a prestigious academic institution. Well, it sounds like a Catholic school that probably just brings in kids. Kind of like LeBron James's high school, right? Where they recruit. Yeah, where they sure. actually recruit their athletes. This is a St. Louis high school. They cancel the rest of their football season. And the most fun fact is that they fired every coach that was on staff for the football team. Strength and conditioning? Strength and... I think he was the first one to go. Defensive line? Uh, I said every coach. Assistant to the assistant special teams coach? No, he got to stay because he was just an advisor. Trainer? Everybody. That's... uh. I'm impressed by the school board. I mean, that's drastic action, especially for a team that's undefeated. And I would guess 7-0, and they're on track to make the playoffs. Well, part of the reason that they were doing so well was because of a particular player. His name... was Bill Jackson. <laughs> so Bill Jackson was found to have played in their season opener even though he was supposed to be serving a one-game suspension. He was given the suspension after being ejected from last year's title game. I don't know why. But the team disguised him as a freshman who the coach uh, is quoted as saying that this player earned his spot. He earned the right to play, to start this game as a freshman. Uh, So the coach, let's see. So wait, the the kid plays in the one game he was supposed to be suspended under, Last year. Uh, under a yes. new name. Yes. And they it, win that game. A different yes. ger- different jersey number and everything? Yes, so but instead of his normal number four, he wore 24 and went under a freshman named on the roster. He, he took a fake name, Marvin Burks, which is a good fake name. You like that? Yeah. You can use it. Yeah. Uh, but he had these tattoos that ended up giving him away, and they don't go into detail in this article about that. But the head coach, Brandon Gregory, went along with the lie that the junior didn't play, even though he did play in the game. He put up 109 yards on the ground and scored a 56-yard touchdown in a 32-21 to win. What was their story about what happened to Marvin Burks in the second game? Because it was only a one-game suspension Bill Jackson was serving. That's a great question. There, My favorite part of this story, Brent, you're already getting to it, is that I don't think the coach really thought through a lot of the intricacies of this lie that he was fabricating. I think he just assumed he'd get away with it. No one would notice, and it'd just all kind of go away. Do we know who actually noticed? No, it's just the the only reference in the article is that they whoever noticed noticed the tattoos. Well, because there's 50-some players on the team who obviously know that's Bill Jackson, our star athlete from sure. the year. No one's thinking, like, I like this Marvin guy. And no one's worried what happened to Marvin the night. Like, so you've got a secret so Everyb- that, everybody that knows. 70 people with all the coaches have to keep it, quiet. My favorite part about this story, this was the first game of the season. This doesn't happen until they're 7-0. and Exactly. It took them a month and a half for the either the word to leak out. Like you said, Brent, there's 50, 70 players on the team that all know that Marvin Burks, or whatever his name is, is not a real person. And somehow this it took that long to leak out for the school board to 
respond? A more cynical approach would be that the school board recognizes that they were in a position where they needed to fire the staff and cancel the season, but wanted them to get enough games in that the other players would still get good looks for from colleges and things like that. So the school board could have delayed their decision in order to let some more games be played, but then still seem like they were coming down hard. But if that was the case, then they don't really need to come down as hard as they did. Like, they made the decision to cancel the season. Yeah, because they could have, I mean, they're canceling the season presumably because every player on the team was complicit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because would you have blinked if they just said the head coach is fired and that game was forfeited? Wouldn't you, like, you as just an observer would think, sure. okay, that's fair. Yeah. That does seem reasonable, and you're like, hey, the coach, the assistant's going to be interim, he's going to finish out the season, we're going to get rid of all these guys after the season, but we're going to finish out the season for the sake of the players. Right, so for the complicity, it does seem to suggest that all the coaches were in on this, which to your point, Billy, like, if the coach wasn't thinking through this, he had a group of, like, 15 men with him, they were like, yeah. This we is, got this. This is this a good plan. Fine. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got this. Jackson, the player, was interviewed after that first game. As Marvin Burks? No, as Jackson. Wait, when? Sometime after the first game. But I, like, no, no, like shortly after the first game because they wanted to interview him saying like, hey, like, how was it not playing in this game? Because I would have liked it if he was interviewed during the game so he had to have a guy dress up as him in the stands to prove that he was in the stands. He told, but, the, he told the newspaper, quote, Watching last week, it wasn't fun at all. It gave me a spark. So he's saying uh, it was really hard watching last week when I wasn't playing, when in fact he was. (laughs) There's another great quote in here. Uh, Gregory said after the news was made Gregory is the coach. Gregory is the coach. uh, He said, quote, a mistake was made. He also said he did not know. (laughs) (laughs) Just want to point out that's a great use. Of the passive voice. A mistake was made. Exactly. By whom? It's not clear by whom. He's Being not taking uh, any sort of responsibility. Afternoon or grammar corner, you use <laughs> you use the passive voice to avoid agency. So mm-hmm. it's not bad to use. You just only want to use it when you want to avoid agency. This coach, terrible moral, le- moral leader, fantastic grammarian. <laughs> uh, he also said that he did not know Jackson should have been suspended for a game. Quote, that's kind of my wrongdoing of not knowing the rules and that he shouldn't have not sat out the jamboree. He should have sat out week one, so that's what happened, he said. As for the coach's defense of Jackson wearing a different jersey, Gregory, the coach, said, quote, that's a thing our kids do on the regular basis, you know. They try to change jersey numbers and sometimes don't let us know. The article ends with this line, that that still doesn't explain Jackson being listed as a freshman with a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he it would have been came off a little better if he just would have shrugged his shoulder and said, "Well, kids these days, am I right?" <laughs> the other kids thing, be vaping. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that really that caught my ear there, Billy, yeah. is uh, they called their first game of the season the Jamboree. Sounds like they needed a DJ. It sounds like they, why not the Hootenanny? Well, yes, the Hootenanny like that. would have been a better, I mean, what? why didn't they just call it a game? He shouldn't have not sat out the Jamboree. The Cotillion? I well, don't know no, what I that think, is. I think the Jamboree is a different game that he did sit out. Because then he he follows that immediately with he should have sat out week one, so that's what happened. So I think maybe week one was a harder game, and that's why they faked him playing it. Did we get the? They obviously won because they were seven and zero. Yeah, but I would like to know the score of that first game because if they win by thirty points, it was thirty-two to twenty-one. So 
Close Poss- enough that ma- Bill Jackson, enough. Marvin Burks made a difference. Do you think that Marvin Burks? Do you think they're? I'd like to know if their names were on the back of their jerseys for this high school team because not all high school jerseys do that. Some mm-hmm. do. I, how much is that Marvin Burks jersey going for right now in that community in St. Louis? Is that a hot commodity? Is that rare? Do they burn it after the game? Hmm. Interesting. Who is the next person to wear Marvin Burks's jersey? It'd be great if, if they, they just, just had it on retainer, or if the school, <laughs> if the school just pretended after that first game that Marvin Burks died, and they put. <laughs> They put <laughs> I broke him. They they put a jersey up behind the glass thing, and they have a little ritual. Everybody's with candles outside for Marvin Burks. Bill Jackson dedicates the rest of the season to him. Well, there is no rest of the season. Well, after the sec- first game, there could have been. Yeah, sure. I mean, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. The coach clearly made a big error here with not doing something with Marvin Burks. Yeah. Because because if you're assuming Bill Jackson's back for game two. You're assuming, hey, this Marvin Burks guy's a freshman. He's at least getting a couple carries. And he's good, right. Okay, so let, let's let's play this out. What's the coach's name? Gregory, right? Just What's one, just like share. Coach Gregory. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking for it. Uh, Brandon. Uh, Brandon Gregory calls us, assuming we have a working number. He's he, probably already tried. He he tried not, okay, so Brandon Gregory by. calls us and says, guys... This is the second week of the season. Guys, I've already done it. I've already let this Bill Jackson be Marvin Burks. I'm afraid things are going to come out. Now, number one, what do you want me to do to make this not come out? And number two, if it does come out, how should I handle it? I would like to know, because maybe in terms of party services, we can also help people in terms of embezzling, laundering, and other deceitful pursuits. So how would we walk Brandon Gregory through saving his and his assistant coach's jobs by either A, after that first game, getting rid of Marvin Burks without suspicion, or B, saving him after it's come out what he's done? Yeah, I I think what you're looking for there is crisis management. Excellent. Excellent. That's what we're specializing in along with DJ and services. (laughs) Okay. Just to be clear, just (laughs) this is, we're making business cards now, right? Like we had business cards before, but it didn't have our names on it. We're making business cards that say our names and then says podcast, (laughs) party services, (laughs) and and crisis management that's what's on the business card we're making that we're making podcast party services crisis management i really wish we could get another p in there for (laughs) crisis management so here's what here's what i'm gonna tell uh peril Peril Gregory? What's his first name? No, Peril. P-E-R-I-L. You mean like peril management? Yeah, peril peril management. management. Maybe not management. Are we, we're not going to get any high school football coaches calling us, though. We need crisis management. I'm in peril. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's using the passive voice well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Coach Gregory calls us. He, Coach, before week two, you've got to get rid of Marvin Burks. You've got two outs to go here. I'm going to let you choose. It's not, not a wrong answer. He's suspe- academically dismissed. From the school? Because it's a private school? Oh, from the school or from the team. It doesn't matter. I think from the school. Well, I mean, then you've got to get an administrator involved. 
You know, this coach, the football team's his fiefdom. He can just say, you're academically dismissed. That probably brings in some academic tutors, some teachers. Good point. So that's the downside with that. So he he knows how to manage this because he knows those relationships with those those employees. The other route, he dismisses them for conduct detrimental to the team. Excellent. So you've got to make a story out of dismissing Marvin Burks. I think, no, no, no. Conduct detrimental, he's not going to give any details because he doesn't want to violate the privacy. He doesn't want to embarrass a young man who made some poor choices. But And I like this one better because this is completely controlled in Coach Gregory's uh-huh. wheelhouse uh-huh. in his purview. And it makes Coach Gregory seem like a hero since he's mm. got a freshman on the team who is lights out. But he says, you know what? He's principled. Principles first. Mm-hmm. L- listen, when you're trying to manage a crisis, not only are you trying to cover your deceit, but you're trying to cover it with virtue. It's not just making the deceit disappear it's making the disappear, deceit disappear under a veil of virtue. That's what we bring. Also, DJ services. <laughs> when we successfully manage your crisis, we'll have a party afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robbie, you uh, now Brandon Gregory says to you, well, I'm afraid if he's dismissed from the team, some of the other local St. Louis schools are going to pick up Marvin Burks. Am I calling attention to Marvin Burks by dismissing him? Or do I just do I not even bring it up? He's just gone the next game, and if anybody asks, I only say it if they yes, ask. Yes, you've taken the proactive action of dismissing him from the team. You're not holding a presser for this, Brandon. You're not holding a presser. He's announcing this. When you get pressed on it by the media, the local St. Louis high school sports covering media, then you are gonna, then you can share this information. But you're hoping that doesn't come out for a few, a week three, week four, before they start asking those questions and you get to share that information. Is it, is it too much to then say, like, well, he was really confident in his ability to play football, so he moved to a prep school out east. Yeah, that's another that's another way to go because you can be vague. You could even say his family moved. Yeah, you don't want to say he's dead. I don't. I would not you, go so there. Just to be clear, you don't want to say don't give I the killed option. him. <laughs> he died in a terrific car wreck. Just awful. I mean, and take, then go take us, Brent. Brent, take us down that path. What does that path look like? Okay, so because we want to make sure. Why don't you play? Let's role play this. You be St. Louis media. I'll be Coach Brandon Gregory. Coach Gregory, Coach Gregory, it's uh, week three now. And last week, you didn't play f- freshman phenom Marvin Brooks. No, Burks, that's his name. Is he going to play this week? Uh, not on this planet. Um, not. Co- coach, Coach, that's from East St. Louis Gazetteer. What, uh, what, uh, what do you mean, not from this planet? Can you say more about uh, Marvin Burks? Um, well, I guess the only team he's on is the Earthworms. Uh, coach, this is Clark Kent from the Daily Planet. Uh, I'm wondering what you mean by that. Could you give us a little more detail? Marvin Burks, as a freshman, put up some terrific numbers. Uh, is there a reason he's not going to be playing? I wouldn't say Mark Marks is a freshman. Do you mean Marvin? <laughs> like it's been a hard week for all of us here at uh, Cardinal Ritter Prep, and uh, I'd rather not talk about it. But since you guys are pushing me, Brandon Marks is dead. You mean Marvin Burks? <laughs> or is I it- told you it's been a really trying week. I so thought of him as a son that I sometimes made him share my name. <laughs> He's dead. 
Let's move on. He's dead. Do and you know, I certainly didn't sorry, kill him. Sorry, Clark again. Do you yes. do you know how he died? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know how he died, and I did not have anything to do with it. <laughs> uh, Coach, uh, you seem uh, seem a little defensive there uh, to say that you didn't have anything to do with it. Did you have anything to do with it? I thought I told you I don't have anything to do with it, and whatever you do, stay out of the trunk of my car. <laughs> Could I quote you as having said that a uh, a mistake was made? I didn't say that. I'm not Brandon Gregory. Who are you people? How well, is that, guys? Are you, one yeah. more question. One yeah. more question. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about the Granite City football team this weekend? Oh, I, our guys are leaders, and we're going to get out there, and we're going to win one for Brandon Marks, who, again, to repeat, is dead, but not from anything I did. You mean Marvin Burks, <laughs> or is Brandon Marks a new freshman? <laughs> it's been really hard on all of us. I don't know where I am right now. Sir, what I that, do know is I didn't kill a high schooler. Is that <laughs> is that blood on your shirt? It's my own. <laughs> I did it shaving. <laughs> sir, that's Sir Coach Gregory, that's a pool. I mean, that's that had to be one heck of a cut. Where's the scar on your neck? I I, start, your face looks clean. I, I I had a tumor on my neck and I cut it off. <laughs> it was a terrible mistake. But that tumor to repeat was not a high school freshman phenom. There was a tumor on my neck that I cut off. I have lupus. Well, uh, looking at Granite City next week, is Bill Jackson going to be able to get back in? Oh, yeah, Bill action? Jackson. He's ready. He's going to go for it. Really going to move on. I, I, Brandon Jackson's been working hard. He, uh, he's he got a great ethic. And uh, yeah. you, mean, you mean Bill Jackson? <laughs> I, I told you guys, I think of them like my sons. So... so <laughs> So, so there you can see what we will offer as crisis management. You know what you don't see as as Brent's role playing as Coach Gregory on the presser, Billy standing right there next to him. You know yeah. we would not advocate for killing Marvin Burks in this situation, but you know we let the client make these decisions. We try to guide them and steer them and making sure they know the repercussions of each path they could take. But whatever path you choose, as our customer, as our client, we're gonna be with you every step of the way. I also want to say that I do. I did take a class, Speech 200, as my undergrad, where I perfected the lean in and whisper to mm. prevent our client from saying anything that maybe they shouldn't say that we hadn't prepared for at that time. Is this the technique where you lean in and whisper? You really pretend to say something, but you're really not saying anything? Oh, well, Robbie, you're giving away our trade secrets there. You're giving away trade secrets. All right. Let's say uh, Brandon Gregory comes to us and says, just, okay. That's the coach. I just want to exactly. make sure we're talking yeah. about the same person yeah. after yeah. that. No, Brandon Marks is dead and it still hurts. <laughs> Marvin Mar Burke. Marvin Burke. The point is, Brandon Gregory comes to us and says, cat's out of the bag. They know. And what should I say? So now we're giving scenario B. So the first one is how you're going to avoid it, but sometimes you can't avoid it. Sometimes sure. you just got to manage the crisis Damage rather than bury it in a swamp where no one ever goes. So how would we walk, let, let's role play being Brandon Gregory and what we would say to him or have him say to the media once this has come out. Well, first thing I would ask him is, did you use a base or a liquid to or an acid to dissolve the body? That'd be the first thing that I would ask. Would a base even dissolve anything? It would. It, they would both would. You just need it in a strong enough. Uh, What's a really strong base? I'm not sure. Other than Seven Nation Army, I was gonna say Ace. Oh, Ace mm. Base. Oh, that she wants is another baby. You're gone tomorrow, boy. What's happening there? 
Robbie, my you have a, a little raspy. My wait, voice is a little you, raspy. You have a wonderful voice. That was the worst singing you've ever done on the podcast. Do it again. Oh, that she wants is another baby. She's gone tomorrow, boy. Is that how? Is that the right lyrics? Yes, that is all. She's that, that's gone the tomorrow, opening boy. Track, opening track. That's the only line of that opening track. It's just on repeat, isn't it? They don't have verses, no, do they? No, it has There's verses. Actually, yeah, but it's not the sign. The sign is their most famous. Go. I saw the sign. Not interested. I want the other Robbie. I saw the sign. There it is. Where you belong. You're right where you belong. Right? Is that kind of how it goes? Yes. Also, they had It's a Beautiful Day. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Uh, all right, walk us through Brandon Gregory's speech that we have given him about what happened with this fallout. Go. You know, I just have to own it. What we did was was not the right decision, um, and no, it's no one's fault but my own. Ah, okay, yeah, I, Robbie. I, here's the first problem. You said what we did. And we learned from our grammar corner, that's wrong. You need to say, what happened was a mistake. Yes, excellent. What took place uh, is really unfortunate. Yes, and also, I think we need to instruct Gregory to find the weakest coach on the staff and take him down. Well, he becomes oh, your scapegoat. Yes. Oh, that's scapegoat. brilliant. You've got to have a fall guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you want it to be somebody close to Bill Jackson. So you're looking at, he's a running back receiver, so you're looking at a- Running uh, backs coach. Yeah. But you also make sure that that running backs coach knows, hey, you are gonna, we're gonna have to let you go, but you're still part of this team. We're gonna, we're not leaving you behind. And then, of course, you completely leave him behind. <laughs> completely leave Absolutely. him Absolutely, because you need him off guard. You want to catch him on his heels. Yes, yes. Maybe you take care of him for a few months, but maybe get him a job in North Podunk, uh, Illinois, or something like that. Uh, can I can I try again? Yeah, yeah, please. All right. So what happened with Bill Jackson and in, in week one game of the season? It was a mistake. Shouldn't have happened. It's my, my watch. I'm the head coach. Um, I I didn't know about it before it happened. Excellent. I did find out after the fact, and at that point, I should have come right to our AD and said, this is what one of my assistants did. This is what the players did. I didn't do that. I thought it was going to just blow over, and that's on me. I apologize to the team. To all of our supporters. Can I can I give a little addition to that? Yes. How about this? A mistake was made by one of our coaches. I think he had Bill Jackson's interest in heart, mm. but a mistake was made. And I have had a conversation with him that uh it's in the it's in the spirit of this team is that we we are men, and we take responsibility for our actions, and he is taking responsibility for his action. Now, I want to take responsibility for my action as well. I tried to handle this internally. I thought that is what would be best for the kids. I thought disrupting the season would be the worst thing I could do for those kids. And if there's a blame here, mm. then it's me loving those kids too much, and I will take that blame. Mm. I will take that blame every time. Mm. Amen. That's good. That's, that's, a, that's a nice edit. I think if anything, you want to add in a little bit more. You you almost got to it of that's not how 
you know, this team is raised. Exactly. That's not what I've taught these kids. Like, it, this isn't this isn't what I want them to learn, right? I want to, I want to instill character in them, and, and that's what I was trying to do. And, and, I in, think, a, and, and in a Martin Luther King coat. <laughs> I think you could have also worked in some academics in there. You know, yes. I didn't want the distraction to take the kids away from their studies. Mm. Yes. That's why we dealt with it internally, and I, I tried to do it the way we did. Yes. Yeah, so we pretty much solved this problem for him. If, if only he had, I mean, if, if, if he, he had if, contacted us. If Brandon Gregory would have contacted us, if he had been looking for a DJ and would have realized in we, that process that we also do crisis, crisis or as Billy calls it, peril management, um, we per- could, he would still have a job right now. Peril assessment and solutions. <laughs> it still kind of sounds like we're jewelers. Pass. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to the Afternooner Sports Podcast this week. We're now on Spotify. You can find our podcast on Spotify. That's exciting. Haven't, haven't we always been on Spotify? No, that's new. We've been on, always been on SoundCloud. Do you guys use Spotify to listen to tunes or beats? When you're DJ, <laughs> were you DJing? Nineteen ninety nine, right? Yes, you know DJing and Spotify are really wonderful. Mm. So do you actually do use Spotify? Yes, yes. I'm the host, so I just uh, crank up that charisma. It's true. It's true. You can also find us on SoundCloud. Tweet at us at the Afternooner. Did you just say SouthCloud? Uh, maybe. Is SouthCloud a thing? If not, let's start it. It's Maybe that's what we'll call our new streaming service. Instead of calling it Spawn, we'll call it SouthCloud. I thought we agreed Spawn was a great name. We did, but it's not no. taken off yet, so maybe we need to rebrand it as SouthCloud. Fair enough. Hmm. Don't call us at 517-798-6187. But we're on Apple Podcasts, and you can email us at afternoonerpodcast at gmail.com. I promise to check it. Uh, before next May 5th. If we're saying goodbye to that jingle and next week we're going to be brainstorming some new ones, could you give us the most R&B-ish version of that jingle? I mean, we're not even, even going to do this so long. We're not going to do anything else. Robbie, we're going to let you take it away. Good night, sweet prince. Jingle that has been with us for years. Go softly into that slumber where Brandon Marks also sleeps. In the sw- <laughs> in the swamp, in the swampy bog of the afterlife, mm. that definitely Coach Gregory had nothing to do with. Take it away, Robbie. Five one seven seven nine eight six one eight seven.